and welcome to the podcast. I am Melissa Matheson, and I don't know about you, but I am loving January 2020 so far. We've been having a whole lot of fun here on the podcast this month, talking with some of my single friends about how they are navigating life, college, businesses, family, relationships, and fulfilling purpose at the same time. It might sound like an odd thing to some people to do a series about celebrating singles, but I really like the idea of coming together as young or older, single or married people, and understand how together as a community of people we can grow in our purpose. I also wanted to take an opportunity to talk about singleness and dating in a fun and healthy way with people that honestly have a desire to one day be married, but who also realize that marriage is not the fulfillment of their life purpose. Rather, it is a beautiful and sometimes messy experience that grows and matures us to be able to step into the fullness of all that God has created us to be. Well, even though we are celebrating singles, we've got two guests today. I'm having coffee with best friends Jen and Emily talking about their individual lives, as well as how they are doing life and friendship together in a healthy way during their season of singleness. Have they ever liked the same guy at the same time? Hmm, let's find out. Grab your coffee and join us at the table. We're talking about unexpected friendships, music, and color. Today on What's Next, God? Okay, so we're drinking our coffee, mm-hmm. and we are big coffee drinkers. Uh, Emily, you, how do you normally drink your coffee? Um, well, I usually just do creamer. I don't like sugar too much. If I do sugar, it's sugar in the raw. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a tiny bit oh. with a little bit of half and half. Oh, or I've tried black coffee, but it honestly makes me feel like very the Grinch. I like just kind of like light onions, like just gross onions. Like I don't know, it just makes me feel like I'm a dirty person. So I like I like creamer. Can I can I tell your secret? Yes, you can tell my secret. Emily never finishes a cup of coffee. I don't know what oh. it is. And when we would live live together, we would always share a French press, mm-hmm. and you know I'd save her half of it, and she'd pour it in her cup, and I would I know. So sad. Later on, I'd see it like just halfway gone. <clears throat> but on a good day, I finish them. Sometimes I finish two. Why don't you finish? Like you don't like the bottom half of the cup? or No, it's, it's not just... that I don't like it. I just forget. Yeah, I just forget or I just <laughs> forsake it. I'm not sure. Oh, bless your heart. <clears throat> Only God knows. So every time she's drinking coffee, I always check up on her and I'm like, why don't you, you just finish pour it? a half cup? I do. She and still won't finish I still, it. I think it's like the principle of it. I just won't do it. Because some people won't drink the last sip because it, there's grinds yeah. sometimes or. Yep. It's a little bit stronger or bitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they don't drink the last sip. But you, you just forget. I just forget. Will you go like get a second cup of coffee and start fresh instead of well, going back to what you had? What's really sad, what probably makes people sigh is I'll have that <laughs> little bit that I usually forsake and I'll be like, hmm. I want another one. I go yeah. and I pour it and I literally don't drink a single bit of it. Oh, I don't know. No. God's working on me. But you love, <laughs> but you love coffee. But I love coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh. But with tea, I always finish tea. Yes. Hot tea? like Hot tea. Yes. Oh. With a little bit of sugar. Sugar in the raw, of course. Sugar mm-hmm. in the raw, of and course. And then um, some milk, like just a little bit of milk. I like lemony teas. Okay. Yeah. I always finish those. That one from Trader Joe's. 
Oh my gosh. It's the what best day. The It'll turmeric. Get you saved, baptized, <laughs> everything. Uh, Maya Cole is on a hot tea journey. <gasps> Ooh. Mm, when I took them to New York, we went to a tea store and oh, we got oh like gosh. all the tea yeah. teaching. Like That's they so showed fun. us the whole thing and what to do mm. and how to do it. And we bought our tea and then uh, her best friend gave her tea for Christmas. <gasps> oh, like, that's like, all, a gift. like it was like 40 different teas. Wow. And she can. That's a good friend. She loves. It was a good friend and it was a good gift and it was perfect. So, oh. and she's only 15 and she's wow. drinking all the tea. So hot. I'm yeah. a little jealous. Okay. Yeah. yeah. To me, cause you have to, I feel like tea drinkers <clears throat> are a little more sophisticated sometimes. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sophisticated. <laughs> I'm very Cajun. So. You know what? So I just, it just dawned on me. You and my daughter are a whole lot alike. I would agree with Similar that. Similar person. <laughs> yes. What do you think, Jen? I would totally agree. Like, I see it. Like, Maya Cole <laughs> could be Emily when she was 15. Especially with the napping, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The napping, yes. the characters, mm-hmm. how they can step Aww. in and out of character mm-hmm. and stuff really well. For sure. You know, Maya does that whole Miranda thing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And she so does funny. it so well. <laughs> so funny. One of the best ones, honestly. I've seen people, like, try to be Miranda Sings. Mm-hmm. Maya Cole got it for him. But she was 13 when she did that. I know. She was little. It was perfect. So, but it was her, that was just her <laughs> thing growing up. So I, I can look at you Aww. at 25 and go, in 10 years, this could be my call. Oh, oh you're my so gosh. Similar. That's amazing. That's sitting That's here really drinking cool. out of Fox Mud. Do <laughs> <laughs> a podcast. Yeah. I oh love my it. gosh. Jen, tell me about your coffee. Well, what's your journey? I would say, well, my journey. I was one of those kids that was drinking coffee way too young, probably <laughs> because we'd on the weekends or when we'd visit family, we'd go to Waffle House. And I, <laughs> oh. you know how terrible like yes. a Waffle House cup of coffee is. So <laughs> lots of cream. But lots as a of kid, sugar. I thought I was so grown, and I thought it was so cool to be drinking coffee with the adults. Aww. So I would drink, you know, coffee and. Um, my parents do drip coffee. And so whenever I was living with them for years, I would just drink drip coffee. I didn't know that there was better coffee out there, but I was, you know, I could drink coffee from the gas station. I could drink any kind of low quality drip coffee because I just did not know. You thought that that was it. Yeah, I did. And so to this day, I don't even consider myself a coffee snob because if I'm somewhere where there's bad quality coffee, I'm still going to drink it just because it's there. Yeah, because that's what you <laughs> Yeah, grew and up with. it's like nostalgic, but I would say now, like I definitely would, every morning would make a French press or something. Um, and like I said, I'm not a coffee snob. I don't really know that much about the different types of roasts yeah. and all of the countries they come from and the beans. <laughs> like I don't really know that, but I find something I like and I drink it all the time. But I drink so much coffee every day that I try to like ration it out a little bit or spread it out a little bit so I'm not like crazy right Mm -hmm. so right part of drinking coffee for me which I think you girls can understand and probably have some stories about is the um the ambiance the Mm -hmm. culture of coffee shops Mm -hmm. so you girls Kind of road trip a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Yes. See, you are adventurers <laughs> to the max. Oh, yes. And there are always coffee shops in your yes. adventures. Mm-hmm. Tell me some of your favorite places, favorite coffee shops, and where are they? Okay. Mm-hmm. My number one, 
like hands down favorite coffee shop experience is in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I knew you were going to say it. It is. It is. Milk and Honey. honey. (laughs) I love Milk and Honey. It's so good. My favorite drink from there is the burnt sugar latte. Me too. That's my favorite. I love that one. Do you get it hot or iced? I do mine hot. I do mine hot too, but one time in the summer... Or maybe a couple of times one summer, I tried it iced, and it was kind of a game changer. But I'm okay. more of a latte, like a hot latte kind of person. So Yes. Because uh, to me, Chattanooga, the mountains, mm-hmm. it just feels like I should be drinking a hot latte. Yeah. So I will have to try it iced. Yes. What Do you have a favorite? Um, I should have a favorite. I just like every place. Every place you go. Where yeah. are some of the places? But I will say this. I don't like milk and honey. Oh. <laughs> Ew, I don't. Oh, no. I didn't know that. It tastes dirty to me. Stop it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, my, my secret's out. It's mm. out. Oh, we won't be tagging milk mm. and honey. <laughs> yeah, don't tag it. They're like, get this girl out of America. Shameless plug until <laughs> okay, now. That's okay because listen, listen, you you either love it or you don't. Yeah. It's like a Starbucks thing. Yeah, you either true. love it or you don't. True. Like I don't love Starbucks, but I do love their consistency. Yeah. So I know that true. every time I go, I'm gonna get the same thing that's mm-hmm. always gonna taste the same. Yeah. And they're all over the place and I know it's gonna be consistent. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's like, eh. You know, but then there's some people who will never go there. Yeah. Yeah. So we just don't have a ton of options around here. Yes. No, we don't. So you have to make your own. Now, I the, I have to confess, too, the burnt sugar latte is the only drink I've ever had at Milk and Honey. Mm-hmm. I had okay. it the first time, and it's the only thing I've ever had there. It's just, just because so I liked it, and it's working for me. If yeah. you like it, keep doing And I only it. go to Chattanooga, I don't know, twice a year. It's, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like I'm there all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of one of my favorites. Mm. Uh, what about near Hamilton, where we are? Where where are coffee shops? Florence, Tupelo, mm. Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Where are some of your favorites that you go there? Oh yeah. Okay. So Birmingham, I love. Well, it was once Feast and Forest. Oh yeah. That's and really then it good. became the Essential. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and I love their lattes. And mm. now they even have an extension, um, which is Bandit Baking Co. I guess maybe that's what yeah, it's called. Maybe. Bandit, they have pastries and lattes. Mm. So it's the same lattes, but now with a whole shop that's pastries. I went yeah. to Feast and Forest. We went for a Sunday brunch one time and <coughs> had a latte and had their brunch. And it so was good. amazing. It was really good. That was, yeah. that was years ago, though. And we're big brunch people. Yes. Love a good brunch. Love a good brunch. Oh, I love brunch. Here like what kind of brunchy foods? Mm, okay, my number one favorite, I would say, is Eggs Benedict because mm. I just love hollandaise sauce. <laughs> hey, I know it's, it's, it's really unhealthy, but it is. I could just eat gallons of it. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to make it because I have an immersion blender. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I've only made it like twice. Yeah. Hollandaise with the coffee. And it's been really good. Yes. Really good. Hollandaise just, with the spaghetti. I love hollandaise <laughs> on roasted potatoes. Ooh, that For real. With avocado. That would mm. be so good. Okay, now my brunch favorite is avocado toast, mm-hmm. specifically at the Essential. Has a poached egg. Oh yeah. On top and sun dried tomatoes. Ooh, oh yeah. Take me yummy. to church. <laughs> it's so good. It is really Yum. good. And the toast is like sourdough. Mm-hmm. It's really oh. thick. Yeah, but it's like not to where. Okay, some people toast their bread and make it like a brick. So it's mm-hmm. like, how am I going to eat this? Yes. <laughs> but it's like crunchy on the outside, but still 
still See, bread on the that's inside. That's what you need. And I know they they make it extra crunchy, especially when there's a poached egg because they think the ed- egg is going to help soften yes. the toast. But I'm not a fan of the super crunchy toast either. No. So how did we get to be so, you know, fancy about food? I don't know. Mm. I used to feed my kids cereal. And now we yeah. do brunch. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, they grow up and they yes. get big. And all of a sudden, you know, we got to have brunch. So Started from the bottom. Now we're here. I do. I do love a good brunch. All right, tell tell people that are listening a little bit about you, Jen. You are a school teacher. Yes, Miss Z. Miss Z. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I heard your kids call you Miss Z, and I it's was so like, cute. "That's the best name ever." I know. We'll have to call you Miss E over there. Yes, Miss E. Well, and my students, I've. Emily's helped me out a little bit with some things here and there before, mm-hmm. so they've seen her. She's helped me in some videos that I made, and in the videos, I call her my assistant. And yeah. they think, because <laughs> assistant might kind of also sound like sister. So every time they've seen her, whether she's come to help out at a play or something, they're like, yep. there's Ms. Z's sister. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Sister E. Sister, sister E. Sister E. It's oh, me, Ms. Z and Sister, sister E. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is funny. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. So you're a school teacher. I'm a school teacher. I teach <clears throat> music. So it's general music. Um, grades, kindergarten through fourth grade. Oh my. And I have about 600 or more students. That's unbelievable. I know all of their names. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. And it is the funnest job I've ever had. How long have you been teaching? Like when did you finish school and all of that? When did that process start? So I um, started teaching there in 2018. Okay, so two years. No, two years, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, in my second, second year. year. Yeah, that's and right. And so the the process of actually starting to work there is kind of crazy because I actually have not finished my bachelor's. Oh. So I was in college for about three years before I came and did RSM, and I put college on pause. So I do gotcha. have my associates in theology, and I have, I'm well into my degree. I just haven't finished it. Where did you go to school? I went to school at University of North Georgia. Okay. And it's in my hometown. Where are you from? Gainesville, Georgia. Gainesville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so are you taking classes to I am finish? working towards taking classes. <laughs> in your spare time. In my spare time. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where I want to go to finish the degree. Okay. Um, I would totally do online and just maybe go back i'm thinking in the summer or the fall okay and just knock out the rest of it it really wouldn't take that long but the way that the program is at the school right now is it's like an additional program that we have so it's okay that i don't have all of those credentials Mm -hmm. because i have tons of experience in that area right so but the way that i got the job is the most amazing to me because I wasn't even on the lookout for it. It just was one of those God things that just worked out to me. So um, I had been working at Elise Nicole's School of the Arts, downtown Hamilton, Mm -hmm. teaching music lessons. And at the time that was, um, well, at the time I had heard that there were no music classes in the schools in Hamilton. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, 
that just breaks my heart and I wish there was something I could do. But because I hadn't finished my degree and because I didn't think they would even have a program, I didn't think that that would ever be an option for me to work there. Right. So whenever the opportunity presented itself, it was such a God thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is amazing. You weren't even looking for it. I wasn't. And here it is. And here it is. And you're loving <laughs> and it. And I'm loving it. You're and killing it. You want to know what's really funny is all of my life people have told me I would be a very good teacher. Mm-hmm. And it's just something I kind of said, oh, I don't know about that. Like, really? I don't really want to work with kids, even though I'm really good yeah. with kids. Um, and I always have been. So, but I just, I was like, oh, I don't want to work with kids. And so once I got the job and experienced it, I just realized it's exactly what I am meant to do. What did you want to do? I wanted to, well, there's a ton of things that I'm passionate about. <laughs> so that's the, pro- that's the first problem is that I have a lot of passions. <laughs> and Not a problem, never, ever. Yeah, never, never a problem. I just have a lot of things I'm passionate about. And so for me, one of my big desires is to be a songwriter and um, record music. <clears throat> So I do know that that can still happen in the job that I have now. Yes. But, you know, it's all about intentionality with time, schedule. Yes. Making the time to do it. So, but that's what I want to be. So as far as being a school teacher, it is kind of ironic because when I was in high school, I wanted to be a high school drama teacher. So you would be so good at that. (laughs) I feel like maybe it could happen too sometime in the future one day. Yeah. I think your little elementary school kids will grow up. Yes. And you'll have like this history with them. And then, you know, like Mr. Feeney on Boy Meets World. He just like follows them. (laughs) So we need to start a TV show right now. Yeah. Like uh, Miss Z. (laughs) Miss Z is what it will be called. Yeah. Yeah. But I love it. Your assistant needs to make a special My assistant has to. From time. Yes. And it's just so fun. I think I'm so grateful because some people um, go to school forever to become music teachers and then they experience it and they don't enjoy it and Mm -hmm. they change professions. Mm -hmm. But I have had the wonderful privilege to get to try it out and realize that it's what I love. And now because of that, I can go finish school. Yeah. So Uh, tell us, Emily, a little bit about you hmm about me like who who are you and what have you been doing you're from you're cajun i'm I'm a little cajun i'm from baton rouge louisiana um i came to hamilton in the fall of 2014 oh wow so i've been here over five years over five years you've grown up here i have yeah in my adult adulting years i've grown up here yes um and i did the school i did two years and then i did an internship for stephen womack yes um and have stayed connected with that family for all of my time being here, mm-hmm. um, I branched off. I was a nanny for some random man in Hamilton um, <laughs> and his kids. Um, that didn't sound weird at all. Yeah. Honestly, I know. <laughs> I didn't want to be like, this is his name. This is his social security no. number. This is who he is. I know. That's so, so awkward. Just some random man. Just some random, random man, man I saw in, in downtown. He's like, hey, you want to watch my kids? I was like, sure. Come on now. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Now so, you don't, you are have 
three brothers? Yes, I have three brothers. Yeah, and just you, no sisters. No just, sisters. Just you. <clears throat> Been roughing it out since 1994. <laughs> <laughs> Working but my way God up. God gave you like a sister in Miss uh, Z here. Miss yes. Z and Miss Z, sisters for life. Now, yes. how did, all right, so you guys are best friends in a, in a yeah. lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You have roomed together mm-hmm. uh, se- different seasons. Yeah. Where did this connection, because I want to talk a little bit about, oh, oh this is this something we could talk about publicly? No. This is really funny. This is very funny. Because here's what I love about you two, the way that um, you guys are just all in in everything that you do. And you live your lives out loud. Like you are who you are, Mm -hmm. proud of who you've been created to be. You are, which that makes me think I want to talk about the other project you have on the side. We'll talk about that in a minute. I would love that. But I want to talk about your friendship first. So you guys um, have this incredible friendship that I feel like is so inspiring for Mm -hmm. young women your age. It's like you guys are um you cheer each other on you're very uniquely different which when mm-hmm. y'all started like being friends it was like um it felt a little odd couple-ish I was like <laughs> yeah I really wouldn't have put those two together to yeah. be friends like you are for sure yeah we thought that too <laughs> did you think that too so you guys have this unique dynamic that you are still uniquely who you are wow. in this in this friendship and which I think is you're not copycat. Like, do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Like I sometimes know. you can get together and you start to mirror each other mm-hmm. in close friendships, but you guys are uniquely who you are. Um, can I tell them your ages? Yeah. Because yes. I think that's kind of important too. Jen, you're 28 mm-hmm. and you're 25. Yes. Just I'm turned 25. 25. Just turned 25. So similar age, but we're not talking about 21, 22 year old girls, young mm-hmm. ladies, but you are modeling, I think now what they could be operating in. Cause sometimes in that um, 20 to 22 year old range, they're kind mm-hmm. of still not sure who they are mm-hmm. and they get into these friend groups and then they become somebody different and mm-hmm. who they're not really. So I think you girls have um, done this very well. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear Thank about you. how you met and some of your favorite things about about your friendship. Okay. Um, well, we both were in the same class at RSM 2014. Graduated. Okay, so RSM is the Ramp School of Ministry. Yes. It's a ministry school we have here in Hamilton, Alabama. You girls moved from Georgia and from Louisiana and came to our ministry mm-hmm. school as students, yes. and you met in that class. We met, we but met. we were not friends. Okay. See, and I, don't even know, I don't even think of you girls as being in the same class. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll take it a step further. <laughs> we didn't even like each other. We did not like as each other. person. <laughs> really? 100%. Yes. In Never. 2014. Yeah. See, no. I didn't know that. I didn't know that there were strong feelings of yeah. didn't I mean, really like each other. It wasn't like no. we hated each other, like, oh, I hate that girl. But we would have never seen each other being friends with each other. Definitely not. So. Yeah. 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 We could Why? elaborate. Well, okay. <laughs> Did so, you like the same guy or no, something? No, 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 no. Definitely um, not. So I thought, okay, <clears throat> when I came to RSM, I was super achiever, <laughs> put together. I have my eyes on the prize, and that is graduating RSM to be a minister to the nations. And I just did not have time. <laughs> I did not have time to be, you know, hanging out with people that I didn't feel like were on that same track. Oh. And the, the friend group that Emily hung out with, I thought was more like, you know. Yeah, friends, ooh, let's hang out. Let's, let's do whatever. Which is kind of funny because... 
Now I'm so much more relaxed mm -hmm. and I can have a good time. But at that point, just where my personality was, I was just not developed in some different ways. Yeah. I was super uptight. And mm -hmm. so... So you were like 23. Yeah, I was 23. And Emily was 20. Yeah, I was okay. 19 turning 20 in November. Okay. And so I was perfectionist. Like, I didn't want to be hanging out with people that weren't achievers like myself. So is this a good time to talk about your Enneagram number really yes, fast? Yes, bring perfect. it on. All right, what are you, Jen? <laughs> okay, I am a Two wing three. Okay. Two is the helper. The three is the achiever. That's yes. where your achieving comes out. Yes. And I am a balanced four. <laughs> you are. She is a four to the max. I am a four. individual. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's really funny is I mistyped myself and I thought I was a two. I like took tests and no. I read stuff, thought I was a two. And what's really funny, I was blow drying my hair this morning and I was thinking about this. I would walk in a room, find out people were twos, and it would anger me. I'd be like, no, you're not a two like me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. And now knowing that I'm a four, <laughs> it makes complete sense. Exactly. That's why you thought that. Yes. And I will be, I will say this, I would get so mad at Emily because, and we also lived with Chelsea Dowda at the time that we were discovering our Enneagram types. And Chelsea is a two. Yes. And I'm a two, two and three. And Emily said she was a two. And we'd always be like, oh yeah, three twos living in the same house. But as yeah. a two, like one of our flaws <laughs> is that we want to be praised and thanked for all of the good stuff that we do. And so as a roommate, I would always like be doing, you know, cleaning stuff or whatever. And, you know, in your mind, when it comes to those small roommate things, you think that you are, you know, God's gift to this house. Yeah. So, or, or maybe I just do because I'm a two. Um, I would just think, like, I am the best two that lives here. I don't think Emily's a two. <laughs> and it all comes back to me. And I, She's not a two. I, I was like, I don't know. I, I know I'm a two. I know Chelsea's probably a two. But yeah. Emily, I'm just not too sure about. Mm. And I will take credit for knowing that you were a four before you did. Okay, it's true. I think a lot of people knew. I mm -hmm. think I was in denial because I didn't want to be a four. Really? Yes, because everyone talks about fours. They're so emotional. They're so emotionally driven. They can't commit to things. And I'm like, I literally listened to four podcasts, read stuff about them, and I never finished them because I'm like, that's not me. That will never be me. Absolutely not. That's such a classic four thing to <laughs> do. Classic four thing to do. Like, you can't type me. Okay. Sure. That actually sounds like a lot of numbers. There are mm -hmm. people. Okay, so, but what do you love about your fourness now? Well, I love, it has taken me a while, but I love that I have very, very deep emotions because I feel like not a lot of people can go there and I'm willing to. I'm so good, bad, good, bad, painful, ugly, any of it, suffering, I will be the one to experience it and fully feel it. Because I feel like if I'm not feeling, this is such a poor thing to say, <laughs> oh my gosh, if I'm not fully feeling it, it's not authentic. It's not real. It's, oh, it's wow. like ingenuine. So I want to, now sometimes it gets me in trouble because sure. I'm like, Pain? Let's go for it. Let's mm -hmm. do something dangerous. And other people aren't ready for it. No, and everyone's like, that's really dumb. And I'm like, you know what? You're not authentic. <laughs> <laughs> but really, that's how you're wired, not how they're wired. No, mm -hmm. absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that explains a little bit about mm -hmm. your meeting and how that happened. When did we decide, okay, we couldn't be friends? Was there like a major shift or was it a slow growth? Yeah. Um, actually... <clears throat> 
I, me and my friend Navy, or both of our friends, Navy Williams, mm-hmm. she was Navy Newcomb. We went to school with her, all that, at the ramp. And we, me and Navy lived together for a little bit, and we were needing a place to live because we we're going to be interns for our third year. And so she reached out to Jen. She had lived with her her first year, Navy and Jen, in the Brick House. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shout out to Brick House. Oh, Brick House. Those Brick House days. <laughs> brick House basement. You know who you are. Oh, Shout out. That's, Shout out. You know who's in the Brick House basement now is Molly Kate Dollars. Yes. Oh, my so gosh. Ironic. And you know, funny. we stayed in the Brick House after the storm. Yes. Oh, my I gosh. I do remember that. Yeah. that. So my family lived in the Brick House when it was no longer a dorm, okay. a girl's dorm. My family rented it for five months when we moved. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that brick house. That brick oh, house. my. The stories. Mm-hmm. The stories. Yikes. Okay, so Navy and Jen. <laughs> yeah, we lived yeah, together. They were really good friends, mm-hmm. knew each other, that kind of thing. And I was kind of indifferent. I just needed a place to stay. And, and my so- best friend um, and roommate, Michelle, then done, now Michelle McFarland. Yes. She was moving out to move back home to Texarkana. So I had an open room. And it was a big room. It was the master bedroom of the two-bedroom apartment that we had lived in. Yeah. So I reached out to Navy, and then Navy said, would it be okay if Emily also came? Yeah. And I said, well, as long as I am I have my own room, yeah, I could be fine with that. So, But did you, like, cringe a little because you were... No, like, I didn't dislike <laughs> Emily like, that much uh, that, that I was, like, not want to live girl. with her. Okay, <laughs> just, it was just an indifference. Yes. Like, she's just somebody you knew. Yes, and my roommate philosophy at that point... Because I had just experienced the deep pain of your bestie moving away, yes. was don't room with people that you want to be best friends with. Room with people that you like, that you're oh, you know okay. acquainted with, so you don't get your feelings hurt exactly when they have to move. But yeah, that's just impossible for me. I can't live with someone and be in close proximity with somebody without becoming deeply involved in their life. Not someone <laughs> so authentic. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just this, so irresistible. Yeah, before. and I just have this desire to have her open up and share her life experiences so that I can "Mm, help her. (laughs) Do you know what though? I think, okay, here's, here's just me. Yeah, thinking as you're mm-hmm. talking, I think Jen, that is your tuness. Yes, this helping. Yes, for and, sure. And but I think there's also this thing of uh, being authentic that's inside of Emily that you desire. Yeah, for sure. So sometimes when we are connected closely with people, it's not always that they mirror us. Mm-hmm. It's like we so value something that they carry that we want some of it for our own lives. Yeah, for sure. And I was going to say, when we were talking about the Enneagram initially, I feel like the way that it has caused me to grow, just us, you know, who we are individually and within our types, is as a wing three, I was very closed off and I would never let anybody except for my closest friends know how silly, hilarious, and fun i really am because i wanted to be seen as this serious like minister type person and so then when i began to live with emily it took us about a year to actually reach friendship because we were just going through our own stuff individually during that season but after about a year of living together we started to hang out and i would open up and be crazy and this was about the time when like snapchat was big which i didn't do snapchat but instagram stories came out Mm -hmm. and there was something about like the way that emily was so free to be herself that i was like you know what it's a shame that only my closest friends get to see how funny i am Mm -hmm. (laughs) which that sounds so 
Um, <laughs> whatever. But <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, though. It's a I shame because you're amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so because of my friendship with Emily, it caused me to open up and like not be so rigid and really just be myself and everywhere that I went, not just when I was with my close friends. That's amazing. How do you, because I remember when that shift, I watched Mm -hmm. that shift Mm -hmm. happen in you. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like you came alive. Yeah. It was almost like you had, I don't want to say living in black and white, Mm -hmm. but it's almost like I started to see color, which is so funny because you're such a color person. Yeah. You know, what's really funny is I used to only wear black and gray and like denim and then as I became friends with Emily, I don't even think I've ever thought about, about this until this yeah. moment. Now I only wear the most vibrant things. You've got yes. like seven colors yeah, on. Yeah, I'm wearing a rainbow yeah. sweater <laughs> right now. Rainbow sweater. <laughs> wow. And it's like so, you, your life got color. You, wow. you, you just Aww. stepped into That's really this nice. whole world of color and it yeah. made you come alive mm-hmm. in a way that was just, uh, was just beautiful. And, I love that. And who you are. It really, and it's really who you were on the inside. Mm-hmm. You just needed what was inside to kind of come out. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, Emily, your friendship with Emily, I think unlocked some of mm-hmm. that for you. Wow. To me, this is the power of community yes. and connection. One of the reasons why I love getting to have these conversations, doing yeah. a podcast, is because I think people are amazing. I love that mm-hmm. you two girls are completely different mm-hmm. than I am. Mm-hmm. Like not only in age, but even our personalities <laughs> yeah. and our style and everything we do is just so different. I can look at who you are and so appreciate your fourness. Mm-hmm. And I can look over here at Jen, full of color. Okay, we're sitting in my living room. There's no... <laughs> my living room is gray. Yeah. yeah. I have like oh a green gosh. plant. Mm-hmm. Um, I have green. We're sitting in green chairs. This is probably yes. the most color right here in my whole house. Very gray Mm -hmm. but yet i can celebrate your color like i can celebrate the beauty and the vibrancy that you live and dress and all of that Mm -hmm. and it doesn't offend me it doesn't make me uncomfortable wow it's like when you let people uh come into your life and you share life with them in that way it really just changes so much about who you are. So yeah. true. I don't know. Maybe I need to hang out with Emily more. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I need more color in You'll my life. You'll be wearing neon by the end of this. <laughs> yes. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm about to go get me up, like, her neon socks just for fun so I can so I can remember my time with Emily. Aww. So, Emily, tell me something about Jen that you wish the world knew. Because she's learning to express herself. But what what but is yeah. something about Jen that you... Okay, I'm not going to say, like, if you were going to do, like, a Christian Mingle profile. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, how that is But funny. Like, if you were going <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> if you were going to introduce her... Oh, okay, okay, I oh, know. You've got a cousin. Okay. And you want to set Jen up with your cousin or something like that. Okay. I'm actually thinking if I do have a cousin to set you up. I don't know. Hey, I want you in my family. Spoke prophetically here. Yeah. So, hey. so you're going to tell this person about Jen. What okay. are you going to tell them? Um, honestly, the first thing that came to my head was color before we were even like talking about color. Is that you have a lot of different, she has a lot of different things about her that you could first look at her and think, oh, she's an awesome person. But if you really sit down with her, uh-huh. you realize, okay, she's really funny. 
But behind that funny, there's intent to get to know someone. There's intention. She's a very intentional person. How many times can I say intention? Yes. Um, Yes. And she's very wise beyond her years, but she knows how to have, she knows how to balance. I'm going to be wise in this moment, but I'm also going to have fun. Yeah. And I'm not going to restrict myself just because I am 28. Yeah. Mm. So I think, I think that. That would be perfect for someone, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, your turn, Jen. You're gonna you're gonna try to set Emily up with uh, your cousin. What are you telling him about Jen? I'm what are you telling about Emily? Say... About Sister E. Sister, Sister E. e. <clears throat> she has to be with somebody who's willing to go to the depths um, emotionally because oh, she is like. I would say this, I can say anything, and I mean anything, to Emily, and it's not too scary for her. Mm. And so I would say that Emily is a person of depth, and she is a very good listening ear, Mm. which is funny because usually I think of myself as the listening ear, and in general, but with Emily, I know that she will be a good listener, and she will be willing to take me or whoever through the depths of any kind of situation or thought. Wow. So we've, you know, we could talk for hours and we do. Yeah. We can and we do talk for hours because we can take a topic and really explore the depths of what that is for someone. Mm -hmm. And so that's really set me free because, you know, as somebody who lived so um, masked for so long or as such a chameleon for so long, Mm. being able to truly talk about and go to the depths of how I felt about certain situations or things was super freeing. Wow. So I would say like, of course, Emily's so fun and hilarious. And like, (laughs) if I was trying to, you know, set her up with a guy, I'd be like, she's cute. She's hilarious. You're going to have a great time. That's right. But it's, it would also like, you need to be ready to have your soul searched. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't know it on the first day. Yeah, yeah definitely not. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Over over time. Over yeah. time. Over time. Over time. Yeah. yeah. Do you realize that you do that, Emily? No. It's just I really how don't. you naturally are. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because sometimes I think when I'm done having a conversation with someone, I'm like, I could have gone deeper. Mm-hmm. I could have said more. I could have listened better. Um, Yeah, I think too, like with that, with being a four, there's this thing in the back of my head that I have to understand. I have to understand Mm -hmm. myself and I have to understand others. And it's, it's very funny. It's very an unhealthy side. If I don't understand, I beat myself up. Like I didn't go deeper. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't ask enough questions. I didn't, yeah, I didn't ask the right questions. I didn't answer them correctly. All of that, and then so it circles back around to that deep emotion of sorrow, and I fully feel it. Mm-hmm. And I will say this: I, being friends with the two, being friends with Jen, has pulled me out of a pit that I've so easily dug myself in. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I'm feeling that sorrow, like I didn't go there with that person. I know I should have. She's there to say, you've given what you have to offer, and maybe they just didn't receive it well enough. Maybe you're yeah. feeling some of what they're feeling. So it's very interesting to have such a deep feeler. And Jenza too, so she's still in that heart center of mm-hmm. emotion. So she understands emotion. Mm-hmm. And so she's not going to be like, 
write me off because I'm feeling a certain way. She's gonna yeah. help me because. Do you think you're feeling your own feels, or do you think you're feeling other people's I as feel well? Everything. All the people. I walk in a room, I can be like, "You're sad. You're happy. Someone just died." Like I just yeah. know. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and so whenever we're, we start hanging out, she's coming to me from wherever she's been, and mm-hmm. I can just see the day that she's had just because of the way that she's feeling. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then for me, I'm like, what's going on? Tell yeah. me, tell me everything. But yeah. I just think it's just great because I'm kind of a sunshine and rainbows person. And when sad stuff happens to me, I will feel it for about 15 minutes, give myself a good cry. And then I'm like, okay, where do we go from here? What can yes. I do next? What can I, what's the next project? What's the next thing? What's the next, yes. whatever. Mm-hmm. And yes. so with Emily, it's really taught me to just be patient like with her and with anybody, honestly, and let people feel the sadder side of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because usually like if Emily's unhappy, I want to try to just fix it. Like, and I'm not just <laughs> trying to use like stereotypical Enneagram words for helpers, but when she is sad, I'm thinking, okay, what can we do to be having a dance party in 10 minutes? <laughs> and usually it's, I have to sit there and like talk it out with her for a long time until she mm-hmm. gets some place of resolve. Yeah. And then we'll move on from that sad place. Yeah. I don't know if it's an Emily thing or a four thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think probably a mix of both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with that, it's like almost, it takes me a while to talk about those things because I feel somehow I feel like I don't have the right to let people know that I actually have feelings. Oh, there we go. There yeah. we go. I, I'm like, everyone else can feel, I can feel your emotion. Mm-hmm. I can feel my own, but I'm not going to say that. I'm actually human. Yeah. Wow. That's really scary. That, that is. is. But you are. Mm-hmm. I'm human. Yeah. <laughs> there I said it. <laughs> <laughs> do you love being human? Yes, I do. It scares you a little bit. <laughs> it's It frightens me, but hey. Hey, tell me what you're doing um, uh, online on Instagram Ew. right now because – to me, this is part of when you're talking about her being a listener mm-hmm. and how and how she feels all the feels, it made me think of what you're doing. So tell yeah. me about this this project that you've been doing probably over a year. How yeah, long have you close, been doing this? Close to a year. I started in the spring of yeah. 2019. Yes, I did. Um, I started a Instagram page called Even Here. Mm-hmm. It's at Even Here underscore. Okay. Um, the we'll even tag here it in the show notes. Plane was, you know, taken by someone that I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, enough about that. Um, so I have been on this journey my whole entire life of learning how to be comfortable in my own skin and loving my body for the way it is right now, not in 10 years, not yeah. whenever I was in high school. Um, so I felt specifically from the Lord that a way of healing for myself is to make a platform for others. Mm, to be like, hey, everyone's thinking it about themselves, but we don't have to stay here. Like there mm-hmm. are good things like... So, so many body confidence pages are about what's wrong with me. What can I fix instead of celebrating where you're at right now? Mm-hmm. And I felt, I felt like that is my thing. Like I love celebrating people. I love celebrating mm-hmm. my body. I want other people to feel like their body is celebrated 
right here, right now, whether you're a postpartum, Mm -hmm. whether you're a little chubby, whether you think you're too skinny, Mm -hmm. whether you have bulimia, dysmorphia, whatever, you are loved and you're celebrated. Um, So I've taken, um, just been drawn to certain people and I take pictures of them, what them representing what they love about their body. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, knowing because like, okay, I think about this. If someone were to ask me, What's your favorite thing about yourself? I'm going to say something about my face because it's comfortable. I Mm. love my eyes. I love my smile, Uh that kind of thing. And it kind of like eliminates that and saying you're more than just a pretty face. You're more than beautiful eyes. You're more than a great personality. There is you have a body that the Lord specifically put your spirit in and it deserves to be celebrated and it deserves to be noticed by people Mm -hmm. so even here is a page that presents that to people that says hey you've got a rocking body and you don't (laughs) need to hide it yeah in a modest way and this is for in a modest way yes let me clarify that you you have done this very well and it's and it's not just we're not just talking about women we're talking about right this is men women young old i mean it's all people all ages because i think that is something everyone struggles with in some way or another having thoughts about them there's that voice in their head that's telling them one thing yeah you know and trying to deceive them and you are trying to bring truth to Mm -hmm. this is who god has created you to be in in your wholeness in your fullness and not trying to wish away parts of who you are yeah for sure and celebrate that in a way and you're doing that well thank you and i do see that that has been healing for you yeah oh yes oh my gosh i forgot the biggest part so i it's a four thing i don't want to do anything that's inauthentic and Mm -hmm. when it comes to like projects and different things i want to make sure i have the backing of the lord i don't want to do anything that god hasn't told me to do okay and so um with this idea I presented it to the Lord and I'm like, what is your purpose in this? I know it's for people, but like, give me plainly what it is. And I was just sitting down journaling some stuff and I felt from the Lord. He was like, Emily, if you're the only one that gets healed in this, Mm. it's worth it. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is for you. And from that place, like how, like talking about giving color to people's life, I couldn't have done that without this transformation. Um, and I think in the past year, I really have learned to legit love myself and not just say, yeah, self-love, woo, all that Mm -hmm. just because that's what's trending now. Like I literally mean it. I really do love myself. So, so how is your life different now? Um, what are some of the changes in you? You feel freer, you look freer. Yeah. How would I know that you're different? Um, I'm sitting here doing this podcast. Okay. This is a big thing. I would never do this kind of stuff. Because I want people to not see you. I wanted them to know they don't know who you were a year Mm -hmm. ago or two years ago. So the changes in, you would not be sitting here Mm -mm. doing this. No, I wouldn't have. You wouldn't have been able to bring color to Jen's life. Mm -hmm. No, definitely not. Um, I don't know. I I who was d- Emily two years ago? Honestly, it's weird talking about who Emily was because it feels like it wasn't me. Okay. It feels like it's like a different person. Um, Could I interject? Yeah, you yeah. can interject. Go for it. Okay. In social situations where it wasn't just the three or four of our friend group hanging out, um, Emily was more reserved in a group of people and super quiet. 
And I would just always kind of be frustrated and think, why is Emily being so quiet right now mm-hmm. with this group of people? Like, she's the funnest person I know. <laughs> but then when we get in this group, she is just like quietly observing. Oh, yeah. And so I think I've seen you like share who you really are with everybody. Yeah. In a way, it brought you confidence that you didn't have, that you had something to offer. You were just saying, like, you didn't feel like you were good enough for people to know you had feelings. Yeah, that's very sad. (laughs) So, but it gave you a confidence. Yeah. And I feel like it gave you a purpose. Like, it gave you something that you are passionate about, Mm -hmm. building a platform for other people. And I think that's some of Jen's two-ness that's rubbed off on you. I think so, too. helping people kind of thing. That's so great. (laughs) Wink, wink. Who's your community? So, um... A lot of single people, married people. Who are we hanging out with? We hang out out with with everybody. Yeah, we hang out with a lot of people. Pretty diverse. Honestly, yeah. yeah, Anybody that is living in this community, I feel like I've been friends with. Which is another thing that Emily has helped me with. Because before, I only wanted to hang out with people that were similar to me. (laughs) And Mm. people that I thought looked like they had it all together. I'll just be honest to say that. Like people that were similar, people that were older. I never hung out with anyone younger at all, period. No. Okay. And now like I will hang out with anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's Bob Goff, everybody always. Yes. yes. It's this everyone's invited. Mm-hmm. Everyone's so. invited. Everyone has a seat yeah. at the table. Yeah. So I don't, we hang out with everybody. Yeah. Um, we've recently adopted two um, boys as friends, young boys <laughs> um, named Scott and Cameron. Shout out to Scott and Cameron. Scott. <laughs> um, but... I think because, and Jen, me and Jen have talked about this before, and she says, if it wasn't for me, she would have never talked to these people. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, I would have never done this if I didn't have a mom who knew how to be friends to everyone. Yeah. Um, Your happy birthday, mom. mom. Um, <laughs> happy birthday, Sean. <laughs> yes. So my mom literally hangs out with so many people. Like, so many people, wide variety of ages, and she is a friend to everyone. That's amazing. And so I think that's something that I've taken on. Like, that is one thing I want to pass on from generation to generation. Yes. That everyone is a friend. Yes. No one is turned down. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. It's. I think it's, why not be, like, friends with everybody? Like, I'm going to get to heaven, and Jesus is not going to look at me and say, you shouldn't have been friends with them. That was a bad choice for you. <laughs> like, so exactly. True. So why so not? True. Well, we are in the month of January. Mm-hmm. So we are talking to a lot of really great people in January, <laughs> but we're talking specifically to single people. Ooh, so wow. we're celebrating singles. <laughs> <laughs> And I handpicked, God actually handpicked okay. you two to be. <laughs> thank you, God. Jen's mouthing, thank you, God. <laughs> to be a part of this conversation in January because when you're talking about celebrating sometimes those things you don't like about yourselves with your even here, yeah. this platform you're using, I think of that when you were talking, I was thinking of singleness. Hey. I was thinking of people that don't fully understand the season of life that they're in when they're single Mm -hmm. and they can't fully celebrate it in that way. But that's another thing that you two do really well. Mm. So you do it so well. Let's talk about 
what you probably don't want to live in singleness oh, the rest yeah, of your life. Not. So you have dreams of getting married. And yeah. Has there ever been any dating things? And okay, let me step in and say right here real, real fast. We live in a very small town. Yeah, very yeah. Small. There's mm-hmm. not a ton of, um, I don't know, it's just a smaller town. We're not, there's not as many opportunities and things like that to maybe date like some people would in larger churches or larger cities. So we don't have quite the opportunity here, but has there been anything, anyone, any interest, any kind of dating thing since you two have been friends with other people? I would say there's definitely been like moments. um, (laughs) Like, (laughs) Emily just said, I won't won't say too much, but I would say there's definitely been moments of like talking to guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, you know, talking. Like you're interested in talking. And there's definitely been some crushes, tons of crushes here and there. And then like two weeks later, you're thinking, what was I thinking? Why why was I having a crush on that guy? You're like, what? (laughs) So that's that's one of the funniest parts of our friendships is just the the many, many guy experiences that we've had. It's just been (laughs) just funny. But um I don't think either of us have been in a serious relationship since we've known each other. And Mm -hmm. I will do a disclaimer. I am 28 years old and I've never been in a serious committed relationship. Okay. At all. That's okay. Yeah. And I also felt like me and Emily had been talking about it before, the singleness thing. Uh And I was like, I hope that this can help somebody who's listening. Yeah. To know. So what would you say to them? I would say your time is coming. Yes. And it's okay. Like my single years have been so fun. Yes. So fun that like, yes, I'm interested in dating, but I'm also holding on to my single years because it's been incredible. Yeah. You've lived some very full years. Yes. The last few years as a single person. Mm -hmm. So are you, how do you think that's going to change for you when you get married? I think... I hope that I end up with somebody who's as adaptable, easygoing, and fun as me. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of stay in this same vein of, you know, traveling and experiencing fun stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm also an elementary school teacher. And, you know, I'm okay with living kind of a small town life. Yeah. So I would just like to see in my dating life and then one day in my married life, just a balance, you know, of fun in the everyday stuff and with a little bit of adventure mixed in. Mm -hmm. Um, Emily, tell me about Jen. What kind of person is it going to be for her? Who's going to be, who's going to be the man? Not a, not a real person. Like, just describe him. Don't call out names. (laughs) Well, you know, I don't have a type. Yeah. Okay. This is what I, I was, we were talking about this. I don't feel like types are a thing. Okay. Because... I think about like the people that Jenna's like, the people I like, and like other friends. There is like no like there's no physical similarity. There mm-hmm. may be a little bit. Okay. But I feel like it's not a type, but it's like like a familiar thing. Like with Jen, it's someone who is has a good heart. Yeah. That knows that also knows how to treat people. Yes. Like someone who has a good heart, knows how to treat people. And has a beard. <laughs> yes. So I think, I don't know, I yeah. see her with some burly man uh-huh. who loves God, loves music. Um, Super funny. This is my turn, Jen. Okay, sorry. 
Make sure if you're creating this, this ideal person, yeah. also funny. Super funny, knows how to make her laugh, but also knows how to make her feel like she is like the most special person in the world. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Because let me just tell you something. She is words of affirmation oh, to yeah. the oh. T. Yeah. So even if she has to ask for him, she's mm-hmm. getting affirmed. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. That's so great. So just an example of that. I have <laughs> done this for my whole life and I just now realized it maybe like a year or so ago. I unintentionally ask for words of affirmation by putting people in a situation where they can't say no. <laughs> I'll make cookies and I'll say, aren't these the most incredible cookies you've ever tasted? Look or at my I'll, head, man. Yeah. Isn't it so cute? Yeah, or when I'm getting when I'm getting ready for something we're doing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I look so great. Don't I look fabulous? I'm like, yeah, Jim. Like, you can't say no to that. You can't say no. This I just is... need m- more words. Oh, more words, that's please. amazing. Well, that's so great that you've learned how to to affirm yourself yeah and you're not dependent on other people mm-hmm. affirming you for you're sure just sort of helping them your tune is for sure is helping them <laughs> oh my affirm gosh. you. yes <laughs> all right so uh if this description fits anybody listening or anybody's <laughs> son or grandson oh wow you Cousin. can submit applications to me yes me and Aww. Emily will go through them yes. and uh, see if you are worthy yes. of mm-hmm. our Miss Z. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Is he going to be older? Um, hmm. I used to be, I used to say I would like somebody that's older, but I'm now that I'm 28, like most of the older guys probably aren't going to be as. Uh, fun, but hey, you never know. You never know. God makes all types. Yes, he does. He, he makes all types. Is he so, gonna be into music? I think when I was younger, that was like on you know every youth group girl has like a list. Of, oh my like, gosh, traits. <laughs> I think musician used to be like one of the top five things I really wanted, but at this point, honestly, it's okay if they're not a musician as long as they're supportive of my musicianship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what some of the things were on my list yeah because i didn't believe in lists either (laughs) okay like because i felt like that was like boxing it in like yeah "Yeah, i'm not gonna like put it on a box but i remember i was sitting somewhere and in a conference and the speaker said if if you're just needing something you're just gonna have to write down you got to be specific i was like oh this is so dumb so but i made (laughs) the list anyhow put it in my phone and years later after i was married to dave for a couple of months it popped up in my iCloud that note i had put in my phone and i started going through it and y'all Dave is every single Aww, one. That's and amazing. Dave is not one I would have picked. Like when we went on our first date, I've told this story so I can say it. And I've shared it publicly. But I almost, <laughs> I almost, he's sitting over in the corner waving. Uh-huh, yeah. I almost missed it because he is not what I thought. Hmm. But now looking back, he was everything on that list. Wow. So some of the things Whoa. on my list were he would open doors. Oh. Yes. Sweet. That was just kind of just this old fashioned old school gentleman care for mm-hmm. you kind of thing that I was just kind of I thought would be special mm-hmm. because you know it's just kind of a small thing but yeah. things like that like opening the car doors carrying bags for me mm-hmm. you know just little things like that so they weren't necessarily physical traits yeah. but they mm-hmm. were just things about their core value there were some things in there obviously about the lord and um traveling which Mm -hmm. he does internationally doing video work it's just those things that were kind of felt general but they were very specific to who he is that i didn't realize 
Wow. So even though I was against list, the list kind of worked for me. Wow. So hey. I wrote the vision and made it plain. There we go. Realize it. And here he is. There we go. We've been married five years. All right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Sister E over here. Sister E. <laughs> well. What kind of person is it going to be for Sister E? Huh. Um, I really don't mean this to sound creepy. And I've said it. <laughs> Whoa. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Okay. I think she's going to end up with somebody like her brothers. Because. <laughs> she loves her dun, brothers dun, dun. so much you love them so much and That's her funny. brothers are so funny they and funny. they are funny they're very different all three of them are super mm-hmm. different so just to like just generically say anybody like her brothers is kind of vague but somebody that is really fully alive yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because all of your brothers, I would say, are and fully you're super alive. comfortable with your brothers. You guys mm-hmm. have a lot of fun. It just seems like there's no boundaries with yeah. them. You can talk about anything, go anywhere, do anything. That type of where yeah. you have freedom to just yeah. Because it's like you share the same blood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have the same DNA inside yeah. of you. So that's good. Is he gonna yeah. be older? Younger. I think it could be... Is he a YouTube sensation? Oh, wow. my gosh. <laughs> no, those guys are too arrogant. I can't do that. She needs somebody down to earth. I don't know. Like, maybe like an Enneagram 9 or something. Oh, somebody oh I could see that. Super chill. Super chill. But like somebody who could also break dance at a wedding. Because yeah. me and her brothers oh. break dance at a wedding. And... That's more of a seven thing. Oh, oh, no. Yes. Somewhere in between there. Not an eight, though. Okay. Oh. I don't think she'll do well with an eight. But hey, who am I to say? Because God will do that. He'll yeah. put you with somebody you would not think. But it mm-hmm. what it does is it strengthens and grows you yeah. in areas that that you need for sure so it's true well whoever he is he's gonna be amazing he is. yeah I believe when that. uh five years ago did you have like this dream of what dating and marriage was gonna look like did you have like an age in mind like when i am this um, age actually i did and it was 25 now i'm mm-hmm. 25 now the pressure is on oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um but even even here like where i'm at if it weren't to happen in the next year I would be totally fine. Yes. And I don't think I've been to this place before. Like being okay with, you know what? It's okay if it's not now. There's someone out there. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm not I'm not playing like Candyland. Like I'm not trying to like, all right, I got to get to this place and this mm-hmm. place to get here on this time. Like um, it's a journey. Yep. And journeys don't have time limits. They don't. And we've talked before um with my friend Laura, our friend mm-hmm. Laura that we know, everybody's story is different. Yes. And we get stuck sometimes in comparing our story or our situation mm-hmm. with someone else's. And we think that if our story doesn't look like theirs, then there's something wrong mm-hmm. with ours yeah. or with us. And when you realize that you are uniquely you, there is nobody like you and there is nobody with your story or yes. your timeline. It's almost like you can kind of rest in that mm-hmm. and enjoy and celebrate where you are because yeah. you're still your story yes. is still happening it's still going on you're still in this journey and you mm. can be okay with that yeah tell me something that you learned and you were talking about some of these crushes and mm. kind of these talkings <laughs> and things uh what did you learn from any of that wow any lessons learned oh my gosh yeah tons so of lessons many. i would say the biggest lesson <clears throat> i've learned is it's okay to take risks 
and it's okay to take chances even if it does Very not work good. out. There okay, been, example. Example, there's been some moments where I've put myself out there and it didn't work out. And it was literally one of those things that what I was like bummed about, mm-hmm. but my life goes on, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I took risks to communicate how I was feeling in certain moments because I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't overcome fear and take a risk to share how I felt. That's one of those um, kind of putting on mask things of like, I don't want anyone to know how I'm feeling. But if you don't communicate how you're feeling, how can you ever eventually fall in love with someone? You know, you have to be vulnerable. Yeah, because we want to say, I'm afraid to put myself out there because I don't want to be rejected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you, that does not end when you get married. Wow. Mm -hmm. You, You will, every day for the rest of your life, have to deal with that in some form or another. So you may as well learn how to navigate it, which is what you're doing. You're Mm -hmm. taking the risk because to love it all is to risk. Yes, You Mm -hmm. can get married or be in a relationship with somebody and anything can happen. It's true. You know why? Because we're humans. We're people and life is change. And of course, in marriage, you have covenant. So it is for better, for worse, and you don't know which, but Mm -hmm. you're choosing that person every day no matter who they are or what the situation looks like. That's what covenant is. And you don't have that when you're dating or getting to know people. Mm -hmm. So you are to love it all is to risk. So whether you're dating or you're married, but taking the risk, what did that do for you? So you felt the rejection for a few minutes. Yeah, literally. Did you feel it as rejection or was it just that just wasn't it? Oh, it was totally. I felt felt it as rejection. rejection. Okay. Yeah, but I just you know, gave myself a pep talk and just moved on. Actually, um, after that season, I felt like the Lord um, told me to take six months of intentionally no dating. And the only ever time I did that was when I was in RSM. Okay. And so I was thinking, Lord, I think at the time I was 27. Um, I'm thinking, I'm 27 years old. I don't have much time. Like, don't (laughs) make me sit out for six months. But those six months were so key in shaping, you know, my growth over the past year. Yes. And then the six months ended and no, I didn't start dating anybody. But I think that there were some seeds planted mm-hmm. that are going to grow into something beautiful at some point. I agree. So. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we could redefine rejection. Yeah. I think mm. that instead of, because as soon as I asked you that, I felt like this check from the Lord, like yeah. when I asked you if you how you felt about the rejection, I was like, wait a minute, what if that's not rejection? Yeah. Mm. Like, what if we just, that's the perversion of it. What if it's just, you know, a closed door? Mm-hmm. It's not, there's something wrong with you. Oh, true. Yeah. Because yeah. rejection is going, I am intentionally going to refuse mm-hmm. who you are and what you're offering. And what if that's not it? What if it's just that wasn't the fit? That wasn't what you were looking for. And so it's not really rejection. So I apologize. No, that's okay. I take take that back. Thank you. Because that is not rejection. (laughs) Yes. Mm. That was just another going, that's not it. Yeah. Which I totally, I had interpreted it as rejection. I think we all do. I think this conversation even helps to bring light to that. Yeah. 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 So we have to see it as, um, a new opportunity for a new direction, mm-hmm. almost in a way. For Go sure. ahead and feel the feels. And I love that you feel things briefly mm-hmm. and you process it and then you can move on. Yeah. It's a gift. It's a yeah, gift I wish good. I had in a lot of ways. Yeah. What have you been learning in in dating? Um, Wisdom you want to share? Well, in dating and, oh, Lord, 
I have liked a lot of people and <laughs> I, have, I have given chances to a lot of people. And I think being friends with Jen has helped me with that because when she is intentional with people, she gives them a full chance. Mm. And so I think I've given people that normally I would not give chances. I've given them chances and learned that, hey, that's not it. It's okay. And learning that a closed door does not mean that I am not enough. Exactly. That I'm still enough. I'm enough for someone. Yes. I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but I am someone's cup of tea. Yes. And with a little sugar okay. in the raw. Yeah, a little <laughs> sugar in the raw. Come on now. Yeah. N- knowing that closed doors and a no does not mean I'm not worthy of That's right. love. Yes. That I'm worthy of love. Yes. And it's just going to take some time for me. So. Don't take too long, though, <laughs> in your fourness. Just feel the feels. I know. I'm like, mm, nah. <laughs> and then I look back. A classic story. Okay. I will say this one story. Okay. So my, my senior <laughs> year of high school, um, I graduated. I was really good friends with this group of guys. Um, and then one of them actually liked me. And me being young, um, I was like, we're just friends. I could see myself liking him someday. Like, no big deal. I knew he liked me. And um, it was during the summer before I went to college. And he was like, hey, let's do something. Let's go hang out. So I went and hung out with him. And he confessed his love for me. Oh. And said, Emily, I could see myself marrying you one day. Oh. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> and um, so... Fast forward to two years later, um, or a couple years, when was it? It was like, like a, a couple, year or so a ago. A year or so ago, during the summer, I reach out to him, and I like have, I don't know, I just have this moment where I'm like, man, I, I see where he's at now, and I'm like, I missed out. That was my fault. And oh, so interesting. I reach out to him, I'm like, hey, do you want to get... You want to get lunch? He's like, yeah, I'll be in town. Like, I'm going to Louisiana for some part of the summer. I think I was going to a wedding or something. And I was like, hey, do you want to get lunch? He's like, yeah, sure. It was so sweet. Opened the door for me, bought my dinner, everything. And I, in that moment, I was going to tell him that I was sorry and that I was young and I was stupid and I didn't know what I was saying no to. And before I could even try, he shut it down, mm-hmm. like completely shut it down. Um, I would even like, he would be like, ha yeah. And be like, serious face, like go back. And I could tell that wall was up. And in that moment, I could have interpreted it as rejection Mm -hmm. and like, oh my gosh, it's because I'm heavier now. That's why he doesn't Mm want to hear what I have to say. But no, it was a learning experience for me. I went back to something I knew was, I messed up. And just because I couldn't say sorry to him does not mean I don't get a resolve. So in that mm-hmm. moment, I got in my car and I was like, this is this is horrible. I feel horrible. Like, I want to tell him I'm sorry. And I want to let him know that, like, if it were to happen someday, I would want to give him a chance. But I didn't have that option because he didn't want to hear what I had to say. Yeah. And I can't force what I have to say on someone. Yeah. So in that moment, I sat in my car and I cried. And I was like, <laughs> this sucks. I hate this feeling. I feel so stupid, so rejected. I put on makeup for this. I wore a dress. I looked cute. And he wouldn't even hear me out. And that is okay. 
and I release myself from that obligation of he has to hear me for me to get resolve. This is yes. my resolve. Wow. Yes. And I don't think you missed it. <clears throat> I'm going to sit here and say, I don't think you missed it. Yeah. I don't think you missed it at all. <laughs> I think I think the greatest opportunity is still ahead of you. I don't mm. think you missed it. It's like, uh, that was not plan A. Like you, mm. you still, your plan A is still, you're still in plan A. Wow. Sweet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And so when you feel like you missed it, you didn't. I think God mm. in his goodness comes in and intervenes. I think of my own life. Oh my mm. goodness. How thankful I am for those things that I considered I made a mistake and I missed it kind of thing. Those types yeah. of moments when really I can go, Oh God, you were so good mm -hmm. because there are things that have yet to be seen that we, that God can see even further down that. So I just release you. You've already released yourself. Release but, me again. Why don't you? <laughs> but you did not miss it. Yeah. And two, I think um, I love your boldness and I love your courage and your confidence, mm -hmm. both of you. Yeah. In in how you are, just unafraid to be who you are and who God has created you to be. And somebody is going to so value that in you, but uh, give them a chase. Okay. I think that there are, <laughs> you guys are worth the pursuit. Wow. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. You are so worth the pursuit. Mm -hmm. So, and, and here's how I can say that because Dave scared the heebie-jeebies out of me pursuing me. <laughs> I was so not comfortable with that yeah, because it was a control thing for me. Mm -hmm. I realized I had some things, some insecurity in me about mm -hmm. controlling uh, my environment and my peace and my happiness mm -hmm. and everything <laughs> like this. And when somebody put on a full on pursuit, it scared me. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. and that made me think, I don't know if this is what I want because it was so scary. But it's really how God fiercely pursues us yeah. and how he desires us so strongly now, I think you can have fun with it. Like, I would be like, oh, mm -hmm. no. But I was like, really? Like, yes. <laughs> Please. Yeah. And in fact, I asked Dave out on the first date. He doesn't like me to tell people that. <laughs> so the truth comes out. <laughs> so he had been like full on pursuit, right? And uh, our friend Blake that introduced us mm -hmm. said, hey, this guy like really, really, really likes you. And I was like, well, I guess we just need to go out on a date so he can just get over it and mm -hmm. we can all move on. <laughs> and uh, so I, we were texting in a conversation, Dave and I, and I said, hey, have you ever thought about asking me out on a date? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and he calls me and he's like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been wanting to, but I didn't think you were ready. And yeah. you, you kind of. Because I really wasn't giving him any interest, really, yeah, at all. Got to help him out. And so I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did throw that out there. And he, being the gentleman he was, he goes, "I can't. I had to call you and talk to you about this because I'm not just going to text mm -hmm. you." And um, here he comes again, just being gracious. And we had this conversation, and he officially invited me out on our first date. Wow. But I did throw that out there, like, "Yeah, hey, have you ever thought about it?" But uh, sometimes the pursuit can be a little scary. Mm -hmm, for so, sure. But uh, you are worth being pursued. So I think you could throw a net out, you know, like that. Yeah. And if there's not a bite and they don't, there's not a pursuit, mm -hmm. be okay with just letting it go. Yeah. yeah. So for sure. So what's next? What have we got going on? Mizzy, you start school with your 600 little students. Yes. Again, starting that 
probably the day that this podcast goes up. <laughs> so what's next right now is finishing um, this semester. Mm-hmm. We're going to put on a play in the spring. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but we always put on a musical um, in, at Christmas time and then in the spring. So um, I'll be teaching and we'll be rehearsing for a musical. And then what's next is probably college. Finishing okay, my degree. Finishing up your degree. Mm. So, but you know, you never know. Never know. But that's what I think. It'll probably be finishing my degree. Sister E, what you got going that's on? That's me. That's you? Um, you got some news. I got some news. Oh um, my. I am moving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yikes. So I know. It's kind of a bittersweet thing. Um, and it's something that I've been delaying because this season of my life in Hamilton has been so sweet yeah. and so personal. Um, but there are clear skies up ahead. Wow. And I'm smooth sailing and I'm going to go there. Um, so I'm moving back to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, my hometown. I'm going to be living with my mom. Happy birthday, mom. Once Happy again. birthday, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're going to be living in her little cottage home. Um, so cute. Um, and so I'm going to be working towards um, taking a civil service exam so that I can qualify for a state job. Wow. So working the state, you have a lot of benefits, um, a lot of stability, and that would give me the chance to do things that I like, like brought in my Even Here page. Yes. Um, and also my brother, my youngest brother, has a resale page. Um, it's called Pastime Resale, and he like takes care of old clothes, redoes them, and sells them. Oh, and interesting. So he, How fun. He is the entrepreneur of the family. He is it. Mm-hmm. He is, oh my gosh, it's insane. Only 20. He's one of the most passionate people I know. Um, so I work really well with him. We've so worked, your brothers all live in Baton Rouge too? Yes. Oh, well, yay. two of my brothers live in New Orleans, which is only an hour away. Okay. So my older brother, Joe David, is married, and they live in New Orleans. And then my brother, Mitch, He's my second younger brother. He lives with them for right now and works in New Orleans. Okay. So, Timmy's in Baton Rouge. I'm going to be in Baton Rouge. And we work super well together. So, we're going to collaborate. He's wanting to open a shop on LSU's campus. Like, just amazing business stuff that's happening that I never would have thought I would, like, be qualified to do. Yeah. Um. So... There are so many things. There's so many ideas. Like, literally, I feel so much freedom. And I feel like the okay from the Lord, like, you go do it. Like, yes. go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's just a gift in your singleness, ladies, mm-hmm. is when the Lord, you feel a nudge, you can just go and do that. Yeah. So I am so excited. Sad. I am too. Because yeah. this is yeah. rather sudden. Yes. So sad. How sad are you, Jim? I'm very sad. Do you think you ever go down to Louisiana? Oh, well, I definitely, you know, you talk a lot about not assignments. Yeah, assignments. Yeah, assignments That's the word I'm for looking short for. seasons. Yeah. A short assignment seasons. And mm-hmm. even years ago, I had just considered, what if I moved to Baton Rouge? Yeah. And so there was a time that she wasn't even planning on going back that I was seriously thinking about it. This mm-hmm. was long before the Miss Z days. But um, <laughs> yeah. yes, because now you have 600 children. For sure. Yeah. But I love even what the um, RSM students do with Mardi Gras. And I've gone down every year for that. I just love New Orleans. Um, I love Louisiana in general. And mm. I love the culture of family that's there. Yes. Every family I've ever visited with there, it's like just open house, yeah. open table. Everyone's together. And I just love that. And I 
do have such a heart for Louisiana. So I see that there's definitely an assignment there. I just don't know when, when. and how long. Yeah. But because Emily will be there, I know that there can be a lot of adventures and traveling back and forth on both yes. of our parts. So mm-hmm. it's a bit of a drive, though. Yeah, six Seven. hours. Six hours. Yeah. Okay. But it's worth it. It they is got worth really it. good coffee shops. The food. I don't know. <laughs> I may have to come visit. Yeah, the hey. food is it. It is yeah. food. everything. Oh my to gosh. Me. <laughs> There's always boil. There's always a new restaurant. Yeah. Like always. Yeah. So mm-hmm. good. All right. When I'm ready to you go ahead and scope out the coffee shops. Okay. And I've when got we a road trip, when we road trip <laughs> down that way, we'll have to do the coffee tour yes. of uh, Louisiana. Baton Rouge. Yes. And uh, I'm so glad you girls came and talked to me. Yes. yes. I love it. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Such a great conversation with Ms. Z and Sister E. Their friendship is so special, and it was fun to hear how God used each of them in the other's life to bring healing in areas that allowed them to thrive and grow into the women they are today. This is the power of community. We are going to miss Sister E as she makes her pilgrimage back to the homeland in Baton Rouge. But hey, thanks to social media, we can keep up with all of her crazy adventures. If you want to get connected to Jen and Emily on social media and constantly laugh and be inspired by their journeys, I've included their social media profiles in the show notes for today. Go look them up, give them a follow, and tell them how much you love this conversation today. If you're not following our What's Next God podcast page on Facebook, you can like the page or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And if you've been enjoying these conversations, let us know or share them with your friends. You can send me a message on Instagram or Facebook under the name Melissa Matheson. That's math, like four plus one equals five, I before E, son, S-O-N, as in my 17-year-old son who told me he is suffering terribly from senioritis and so ready to be finished with high school. Do I dare tell him that he'll have more classes to attend and more studying to do when he goes to college in the fall? Well, friend, I'm back here on Wednesday and I'm saving you a seat. So come join us as we sit around the table, have a cup of coffee, and talk about what's next, God.